0: Welcome to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. I am delighted to announce my special guest today. 15 year old Adam Avon created the Wolf Wolfshanti Children's Wellness Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, to teach mindfulness and social emotional learning so children could live in health and wellness and peace and positivity. Through videos, books, a mobile app, music, fun, and games, children learn mindfulness, yoga, meditation, communication, inclusion, collaboration, self-awareness, self-regulation, compassion, and positive thinking to help them stay physically fit, mentally less stressed, able to cope with emotions, and interact with kindness. Wolf Shanti has been honored to receive many awards, and Adam is honored to have been published in many national publications, interviewed many pioneers for his Partners of Peace series, founded the Kids Association for Mindfulness and Education, and to be co-founder and host of the international online Mindful Kids Peace Summit. Adam gave his first TEDx talk about getting mindful and social-emotional learning programs into our education system, why mental health education is so important to stopping the violence, and using our voice to make a positive difference in the world. He is certified by Kidding Around Yoga, Rainbow Kids Yoga, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction for Teens, and the Emotion Code. Adam, wow. 15 years of life and all of this in your bio. It's incredible. I would love for you to share a little bit about how this all came to be, what your initial inspiration was, because I know our listeners are probably wondering what's the story behind all this amazing work that you're doing. So if you don't mind sharing.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, You know, everything kind of started after my great grandpa passed away. Uh, I was taking art lessons at the time and um, I drew a dog character and um, I came to my mom and she really loved it. And uh, we took my great grandpa's um, positive mantras, his positive messages and and put them with the dog. And we wrote the first book called My Great Grand Dog Was a Yoga Instructor. Um, and from there we've just grown so much and it's a great way to honor him and, and kind of continue his legacy and, uh, and give back to the community.
0: That's awesome. Why is this so important to you in your life? Tell me how mindfulness, yoga, meditation, and emotional and social learning is important for you and important for you to lead the young.
1: Well, I think it's so important that, um, we teach kids the tools, uh, to stay healthy physically and mentally so that, um, they can grow up to be um happier, peace solving content adults instead of um, less in- instead instead of being depressed and anxious. Um, I-, I love uh, taking Woof um all over the place and introducing them to new kids um or people in general uh, because I think it's a great tool to cope with your emotions and kids also have a lot of fun uh, with Wolf Shanti too.
0: That's awesome. Well, I think that you've created such a great way to bring it to young people and they can relate to Ushanti and your character that you've developed is just just remarkable. Thank you. So in your day-to-day, I'm just curious, I have to ask, how do you practice these techniques? How do you bring this peace and positivity to your day-to-day life? Because I'm sure parents listening, again, want to know what this looks like in a 15-year-old's life. And And where you need it most, where do you find yourself stressed out in your life that this really plays a big role?
1: Well, you know um as a fifteen year old busy running around doing extracurriculars and sports and uh, and school and work and stuff i'm I'm very stressed out all the time, which is why uh, using mindfulness and breathing um, is just a great tool to really help you relieve stress and calm down um, I would say um, I'm a counselor at at a camp. So, you know, I work with kids all day, uh, running around all over the place, very stressful. uh, So I kind of just need to, like, take five minutes whenever whenever I I can just to, like, breathe. Um, You know, with school, I I have homework. um, I'm up all night uh, trying to finish Mm -hmm. assignments and stuff. So, um, you know, there too. Uh, I think it's just so important to just take five minutes out of your day. Um, you don't just have to, uh, sit down in a, in a quiet room and just, and just breathe for five minutes. It can be anything that helps you find, um, inner peace, um, or just something that can help you to, uh, stay calm. You know, um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a golfer. So w- what I do when I go golfing and golfing helps me relieve stress. And, you know, I kind of just go out there with my headphones in on the range and, and just hit, uh, hit balls for hours because, um, it's good practice, but also, um, it's calming to me. So it can be anything um, that you enjoy, you know?
0: I love that. I love that. And golf sounds like just such a great way to release, you know, through your body. Yeah. I Aside love from it. the breathing. That's awesome. So this podcast is designed for conscious parents and their focus to help their children to thrive. Isn't that what we all want in this world is for all of us to thrive And so I'm curious if you have some suggestions or thoughts for for parents in terms of how can they incorporate positive thoughts, positive awareness, positive practices. They may be at the very beginning stages of focusing on social and emotional learning. So how can they help their children and their families as well as help themselves?
1: Well, I think the most important thing um, about raising healthy kids is to like walk the walk. Um, Dr. Chris Willard uh, told me, and I, I agree that if we want to be mindful, if we want kids to be mindful and compassionate, then we have to surround them with mindful and compassionate adults. So for example, we all have problems uh, like putting our phone down and myself included, it's hard for me to put my phone down and I consider myself a mindful teen, uh, but I still have to force myself to look up from it and I think parents are the same and it's no one's fault it's just the way the world is these days so you know if you have a a phone free time or a phone free zone and I I know that teens aren't going to be happy with me saying this and I'm not even happy saying it but I don't think they have a choice
0: yeah I I think that's such an important thing. And I don't know that many teens will be listening. So you're dealing with mostly adults on this podcast, okay. which um, I, I love what you're saying about how important it is to, to walk the walk. So parents need to create this space of, you know, technology-free zones and first be the ones to put their phones down in that zone so they can model for their children.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think parents, um, people in general need um, to do a better job of listening. Um, If kids come to them with an idea or something they want to do, support them. Um, And I don't just mean like nod your head in agreement, but I mean like really listen and and listen to to things they have to say, to their hopes, their fears, and uh, figure out how to help them or at least be positive about, whatever it is that's going on, because it's hard for kids to open up to their parents. So so if they do, it's important that they know a safe place and whatever it is, it's okay, because um, hopefully you guys can work through it together. You know?
0: And that is beautiful advice. Uh, one of the things that I'm a big fan of is seeing our children, hearing our children, and valuing our children, which is what you just beautifully shared. And I think it it works both ways too, right? We have to have that respect for our children so that they can turn around and respect us as well. So uh, it sounds like your family has been a great breeding ground, I guess is the word that comes to mind for these types of practices. Do you find yourself in a community in your home where you have mutual respect and can share, be heard, and you know talk about your fears and your hopes and your dreams and and things that really concern you from the depths of your soul
1: well you know, At fifteen uh, yeah well, you know i feel um uh, i I feel that I have a great uh community of people surrounding me and my family um I, I like you said as a fifteen year old i i'm I'm still very closed and um it's hard for me to just randomly go out and share my emotions with um with my parents or my grandparents or people, um, but um, if I do need something and I'm upset about something, I do, I, I will definitely open up because um, keeping things inside for so long can um, just kind of get you so stressed out and overwhelmed and kind of reach a tipping point, and and that's not good. So um, so I I would say that so you can be calm and so you can be healthy make sure you are going out and talking um, and like fr- like talk from your heart because um, your parents want to, they do want to help you and make sure everything's okay. So,
0: mm-hmm. and that that's great advice. And it, it's a relationship that we build with our children over time. Wouldn't you say where, where you feel that you can share anything as a child without criticism Um, you know, shame, of course, not in your family, uh, but for for many children, without shame, without disappointment, but with support, good, bad, or ugly. So do you feel like you're working towards that as you continue through these teenage years?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I would say before um, I I was very closed off and um, you, it, I feel like I've, I've, now I'm in high school, so I've gotten a lot better at, like, sharing, uh, sharing things. But, you know, I still get stressed out and uh, overwhelmed with things going on. You know, my little sister, um, who is six, uh, recently said, I think last week, uh, she said, coloring is so meditative, Mommy. We should make a coloring club. And when Adam is upset, we can invite him to color with us so he can feel better. And, uh, <laughs> and so that just tells you that, like, even my little six-year-old sister can tell that I um, get stressed out sometimes and, and just need to take a second to breathe. Um, yeah.
0: Wow. Adam, It's first of all, it's good to know you're human because, you know, <laughs> at 15 with this incredible bio that you have, it's it's good to know that you're a down-to-earth 15-year-old who's experiencing, you know, the trials and tribulations of teenage life, but that, you know, you're doing it with mindfulness in your pocket with tools and techniques that help you. And it sounds like your 6-year-old sister is just right on board. Yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful thing. So have you joined the coloring club? <laughs>
1: yes, I have joined the coloring club.
0: <laughs> it's one of my favorite activities and I have to agree with your sister. I think it is so mindful to sit and color even the you know, most childlike pictures <laughs> just to relieve and focus on the artwork
1: yeah you know uh with kids i think the, there's a variety of things that you can do that can feel like meditation to them you know um when we bring washanti to kids um um they some some of them don't know that they're actually practicing mindfulness or meditation because it's like they're having fun um you know we have a lot of different fun games in our in, in the washanti curriculum like our gratitude and laughing games and we show how things uh like smiles are contagious. You know, uh, we use the Hoberman sphere. Uh, we have a, a happy balls, a ball, with a smiley face on it, you know, he's bean babies. It's something that the kids can play with. Um, you know, we, we have meditations where they can walk and they can move so they can stay interested. So they, they don't just have to sit down like they're in a class. Um, they listening to music, uh, like for what, like the drum beat in a song. Um, we have, like I said, the laughing meditation, which is a, which is always a favorite with the kids. You know, they love it. They find it funny. Um, but again, it's like, it is meditation because they're focusing on a specific sound or like peace begins with me or think well to be well mantras. Um, but it, you know, art can create a sense of inner peace for kids. Um, and it can really help them, uh, calm down. Even my grandma, um, Sabrina was coloring and my grandma, started to color with her and she does like the color by number things when she's like tired or stressed out because it like helps her. So anybody can do it, you know?
0: I think it's beautiful. You just said, you just shared a large group of mindfulness practices that many of our parents, many of the listeners can take away with them. And I know you have a website as well. Can people purchase some of these things that you just shared in terms of meditation um, on your website?
1: um well i i don't think uh you can we purchase the meditations um uh go go on our website uh check it out go on the mindful kids peace summit uh website um go check that out we had a lot of great experts come and speak on um on mindfulness and social emotional learning meditations there they did um demonstrations um you can go on YouTube. We have all of our videos on YouTube. Um, Shanti doing meditations, playing with the Hopperman sphere, doing, uh, different games. Um, you can buy our books. Uh, the kids love to see what Shanti, um, uh, before they go to bed at night. We have, uh, we have the mobile app. That's free. Uh, it's on the app store, um, Android and Apple devices, but, um, it has um, gratitude games, um, stuff that the kids can play with. There are There is coloring on it. There is coloring on it. Um, so I, I think um, that we have a lot of uh, great resources uh, for kids and family to use together.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds like there's something for everyone in one of these many things that you mentioned, which I appreciate all those uh, leads for people to go to to help them learn to bring More practices to their family life. And any of these games and ideas that you've shared are great for parents to begin. It may not be at the level a parent is looking for to begin a meditation or to begin, you know, a practice of mindfulness, but if they bring something to their family, it's a start, right? Yeah. What what are some other tips aside from all of these things that you shared uh, today and besides some of your um, places that people can go to check out more about you and to listen to more things that you share and do in this world. What are some of your suggestions for parents, like perhaps maybe your first three thoughts that you might share with parents to begin to bring meditation or mindfulness or social and emotional learning to the family? What are the top three things that parents can do to begin the practice as being the models in their own home?
1: Well, you know, I, th- I, I think the first thing, um, that we've been talking about, uh, earlier was just listening. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think listening is very important. Um, at, like I said, everyone needs to listen more, um, because it, it makes kids feel heard. It makes people f- feel heard if you, um, seem interested and seem positive and want to help them. Um. And, I, I, and honestly, I think number two, like I said again before, it would, be, um, would be modeling, uh, modeling uh, walking the walk. You know, I think that's very powerful. Um, this past weekend, my little sister, who, who like, like I said, is only six, um, asked my mom to make a play date for her. And my mom started texting the other moms. And um, my sister saw this and said, and I quote, Mom... I think you should call them on the phone because texting isn't like talking and we'll get a better answer. And I think she said, um, I, I think we should go back to the old days when people used to call each other on the phone and, um, and have no more texting in our house. And and my mom was so amazed for that. We were all amazed that his six year old figured that out, but, but she knew my little sister was right. And she immediately, um, called the other moms, um, instead of texting. Uh, and even though she probably didn't want to call, she did so that she could model, uh, the behavior that she wanted to leave for my sister and let my sister know that she was heard. Um, so I, I think giving, uh, giving people attention, listening, uh, modeling behavior and just trying to take five minutes out of your day to breathe. I think that's so important.
0: And perhaps returning to the old ways that we used to do yeah. things. <laughs> Your sister is a wise soul. That's, that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. So um, these are some great, really great uh, places for parents to begin. You know, listening in our house, we always say, listen to hear not to respond. Because we have no names mentioned, but we do have various people in the household that listen to tell you something. So they're only half listening. You know, if we listen to hear not to respond, then we're paying attention to what someone's saying, child or adult, right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, so thank you for those wonderful uh, tips for our parents today. Um, I want to point out that your TEDx talk was amazing, was absolutely amazing. And I would like to uh, include the link as well when I share uh, this episode so that people can tune into that as well. And I'm curious what your mission is as of today around the world with Wushanti. What is your next step? Where are you going? What are your plans?
1: Uh, Well, first off, let me say thank you uh, because the TEDx was a really great experience for me. Um, Our original mission was to teach the next generation how to have a mindful mindset and cope with their emotions in a healthy way. Um, Think positively, appreciate what is good and, um and like spread kindness and peace but you know now the goal has grown and it's to encourage kids to live in health and wellness and peace and positivity and to teach them the tools to deal with stress um in order to reduce violence and make the world a better place for the next generation and now that i'm growing up and i see everything that's happening in the world i think my personal mission has expanded um to get these mental health programs into our education system more so that kids can grow up to be compassionate, empathetic adults, like I said in the TEDx and earlier in this interview. Um, yeah.
0: That's, that's fabulous. And I couldn't agree with you more. Mental health uh, issues are on the rise everywhere worldwide. It's a huge, huge issue. And to have someone like you at such a young age leading and you are a leader, Adam leading, young people and adults, because what you've shared today is so crucial for adults in this world to hear too. So you're not only leading the next generation, you're teaching adults too how to bring this to the forefront, whether it be in community, family, schools, you know, social services, anywhere. So I'm on board, as you know, with your mission and, uh, would love to do anything that I can do to support you as you move forward.
1: Thank you so much. And, uh, thank you for, uh, letting me talk to you and your audience today.
0: It has been a great pleasure. Are there any parting words that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Uh, you know, um, take time to, um, take time to breathe and do something that makes you happy. Um, Think well. Put down the phone. (laughs) Um, uh, Just be well. That's it. That's beautiful.
0: Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And thank you listeners for joining. Remember, every moment is a new moment for Conscious Connection. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids.